Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann und David Bell. I think I think we're really. I think we nailed, think it. We nailed it. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're on the top of the world right now. Ready? I think the potential yeah. is maximum right now. Yes. This could we be are... anything. Do you realize the next hour and a half could be anything, Dave? Yeah, that it's terrifies me. It's all ahead of us. Wow, the potential. I'm guessing it'll be a a, a good podcast wow. about trailers. Woo! <laughs> and not like like what if this is like a War of the Worlds situation? If aliens come or something, it like could it happen, could be anything. It could happen any minute now. It could just the way things uh, are going. Aliens could come down. War of the yes. Worlds. Any minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen. Hi. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hey. Welcome to another episode of Hypecast. Mm, you feel it in the air? Mm. This is the show about... It's pungent. Uh, what is this the show about? Getting hyped about stuff and things? Mm-hmm. I am one of your hosts, David Bell. And I'm still guest hosting. Uh, and you got it. It's Abe Epperson. Woo! Sunglasses Hi, on. Hi, Abe. Mm-hmm. Abe, thank you so much for er, being on here. Hey, you um, know, man. Yeah, Abe is Abe is filling out uh, uh, for Tom, who should be back around March, um, just to give people an update. But there's no um, set time. Uh, So you're stuck with me. Yeah, they get you. They get you. You glorious man. And who else is with us today? It's me. I'm Bridget Greenberg. Hey, what's up, kids? Hi, Bridget. Uh. Hey. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, of course. Uh it's uh it's 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 always a delight. Oh, and so much uh, fun. I'm, I'm so excited. excited. I'm yeah, so excited. I'm, ex- I'm looking at I'm the stock and I'm hyped. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about the trailers that we get to talk to you about. Or <laughs> specific trailer. Yeah. And um just to just to get us started, uh Bridget, uh where can we find you? Is there anything you want to plug? Just at the start of this, we're going. We're doing that up top. Uh, we'll, all right. do, we'll do a sandwich. We're going to do a sandwich. We're going to do a sandwich. I'll, I'll ask you the, the, uh, the tale as well. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, you know, before we kick this off, uh, you you can find me doing some podcasts over at Small Beans. I'm sure you've heard of it, Abe. You've heard of it. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. There are a couple going on there. We're doing uh, shooting threes where we review movie trilogies. Uh, Rough Stuff is back, where my co-host Sarah and I talk about embarrassing childhood stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, there's uh, a little podcast cast in The Curious about the Fast and the Furious movies, oh. where there is news coming. Yes, there Ooh. is. It's almost like this was meant to be. Abe, do you want to uh, 
give any more details about this small beans? Oh yeah, yeah. Patreon.com slash small beans. Uh you heard Bridget. Uh we all work together. And she's pretty cool. And I'm pretty cool. And if you like our t- you know, vibe, you should go over there and uh give us a dollar or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know, just you ch- should. just a chill just a chill vibe over there. That's all. Or just like yeah. it's a chill vibe here. How yeah. is everybody? How are you all doing? Uh good. I'm almost over COVID, uh, as I mentioned off off uh mic. And that's great. I'm, I'm very happy about it. I'm a little coffee. I'm sorry if I apologize if I sneeze or anything like that, but I'm feeling much better. That's good. Cool. And I'm uh, doing great. This is just what I sound mm-hmm. like. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> uh, this is just uh, it. Uh, it's, it's been a long time since I've had COVID. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. first I'll get it soon. Now yeah. that I said Are that. Are you saying yeah. you have like resting COVID voice? Is that what you're <laughs> implying here? Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think so a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I yeah. I've never put it that way, but yeah, it's I don't think that's not say. accurate. Mm. Sure. Uh. <laughs> yeah. How often? I mean, I don't think you have sick voice, but like, if this is a pattern in your life where every time you talk, someone goes, "Are you okay?" Like, that's never a good sign, right? No. Yeah, it hasn't been. Uh, there. The, yeah, I I feel like. I, my voice is just lower and more monotone than you would expect it to be. Mm. Sure. And so, uh, yeah, resting, uh, you know, sick voice. I, for one, think you both have beautiful voices. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Dave. I wasn't yeah. fishing, but thank you. Now I feel like yeah. I'm fishing, but thank you. You have a great voice, too. Thank you. Dave has this way of complimenting you and making you feel bad for some reason. (laughs) It's just how he rolls. It's a talent. Thank you, Abe. I'm taking that as a compliment. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Uh, Abe, do you want to uh, to thank some producers before we get started? Let's get real hype. Yeah, let's do that. Let's Mm -hmm. get real hype. And big thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Uh, Thank you to at Nerd Numbers. Woo! Thank you to Zero Charisma. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank you to Abe Epperson, a swell dude. That's not me. (laughs) Thank you to AJ. Thank you to Andrew Howe, Deck the Halls with Blood. Uh Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you to Barry Tumath says, Ska never died and Ska jokes are lazy Gen X nonsense. Pick it up, pick Pick it it up, pick it up. Let's thank Bob Grenville. Thank you. Let's thank Bob. Bootler Bootleson. Thank you. Hey, let's thank Brian who Tom knows. Thank you. Uh, but let's not forget Brockway loves the meat Millie. It's true. And Chester's Prophet. Oh, yeah. Let's thank Christopher Ro- Robert Sparts Esquire. Yes. And let's not forget Chiz Killy Tits. Thank you. Also, Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. And let's finish it up with Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Thank you. Okay. Trailers. Let's go. Specifically. Let's go. Yeah, specifically the trailer for Fast X. We Bridget, predicted that title. We predicted the title <laughs> on the Cast and Curious. Uh, someone yes. reminded me recently on like uh, five. We said it was going to be Fast X on our episode five. So uh, yeah, I just want to shout that out. If uh-huh, you go back uh-huh. and listen, we called it. Um, this. Trailer, you know what that means? That means Vin Diesel is listening. He's listening. He's mm-hmm. a fan. Um, we, uh, I unfortunately had to miss this, but my co-host in this, uh, Fast and Furious podcast endeavor, Sarah Griffith went to 
a uh, a trailer release party (laughs) where the whole cast was there and watched the trailer. I was sadly in Boston. Otherwise, I would have been there screaming my head off. Dave, she had a puffy paint shirt that said Vin Diesel. She did. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Shout out to our friends at Super Yaki. They have like great Fast and Furious merch. Uh, Mm -hmm. There is Getty images of Sarah in a Vin Diesel shirt. Uh, at this event, uh, wonderful. They said they, they played this her. trailer two times for the audience. They played it once. <laughs> Everyone yes. intro- the cast came out. They introduced it. Everybody cheered, hooped, hollered, and they were like, "Do you want to see it again?" And they played it again immediately. Damn. That's that's great. Yeah. So what we're, but what you are describing is like like a two hour event leading to <laughs> everybody sitting. And watching about five minutes of footage. Yeah. And then not another like hour. Closer to 30 seconds of footage. Uh, My God. Uh, and I'm sad I missed it. This trailer got me so excited for this freaking movie. <laughs> it yes. looks so good. Um, I love it. I, you know, as nine was fun. Eight fell off. I feel like 10's really going to turn it back around. I'm seeing a lot of the hits that I love. Uh, I'm hoping they didn't blow their big set piece in the trailer. They probably did, but it's still going to be a lot of fun. Mm. Oh, Uh, yeah. Everyone's in this movie. Jason Momoa as the villain with a tie into Fast Five. Yeah, he's getting revenge for Fast Five, apparently. Yeah, apparently he's uh... he's in Fast Five. And he's a real Cal Drogo in this. Uh, I'm just pissed he doesn't have his horsey hair. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's a shame. So uh, I did notice because they talk about family and they talk about one last ride and stuff. Rita Moreno but is Vin... his mother. Are you yes. kidding? Great. Oh, it's great. But Vin Diesel has also already talked about like who he wants for Fast Eleven. <laughs> so like they're not stopping. <clears throat> no, right? Yeah. Like this isn't the last one. It says at the end of the trailer, the end of the road begins. The end and of the right. So th- this is a two part. So it is like so the Fast X2? Ten. So it is um, part one and two. Uh, this is like, okay, so is this the end, though? Is it actually the end, part one and two? You can say, Dave. I, I'm guessing they aren't. I, I'm guessing they're going to make ten more of these, and I, I wouldn't blame them for doing mm-hmm. that. Here's the, I think that it's going to be, we're going to get part one and two of this end of the main Fast universe, and then we're going to get a lot of like Fast and Furious Presents. Uh, right. Hobbs and Shaw kind of spinoffs, which I have ideas mm. for. Universal, I got, I got a notebook full of ideas of what oh, these yeah. uh, Fast and Furious mm. uh, presents could be. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what you gotta do, Bridget? How you get that made? You you find like Vin Diesel when he's going to his car. Oh yeah, and mm. you approach him. Yes, and, with the book, and you scream yeah. the ideas at him. <laughs> yeah. Sarah and I already fully plan on somehow Hell or High Water breaking into this premiere. Whether it be nice. in a Fast and Furious like heist, let's do some crimes. Or, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you deserve they would love it. tickets. Yeah, yeah, and we will find Vin, and we will pitch his ear off. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, uh, we got. Pitches, I got a question but... for you. Since you've seen and are you you understand the franchise, mm-hmm. and I know that Vin Diesel is uh, known for like not taking an L in his movies because Never. like yeah. yeah, contract and such, but like it feels like. We're like this trailer has an ominous vibe that I can't remember his character's name, Vin Totino's or whatever. Dominic he's gonna, Toretto. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna die, right? 
No. No. That's impossible. No. It's impossible. If, I think that well, would be great. I don't think he will in this movie. Maybe maybe towards X2. the end he'll die, but he'll die like in a in a heroic blaze of glory oh, for family. Of I, so that's I think what it's going to be more of a he quote unquote dies and then the last shot is like mysterious figure watching the funeral. Sure. That's right. like Yeah, oh, I don't think yeah. I don't think Vin Diesel's going to allow that. It's not. No. I think he'll gladly kill every other character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they uh, didn't. Well, also, counterpoint, they didn't even kill off Brian, Paul Walker's character. Yeah, he's right. back. He's not dead in this universe. They don't kill anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He just gets like text messages now from beyond the grave <laughs> yeah. uh, throughout the movies. Yeah. Brian just kind of pulls up at the barbecue conveniently before Camier cuts out. Uh, the, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, the only member of the family who has who has died and yet to come back is Gal Gadot. Wow. Oh, right. So, I mean, and she super died. She got sucked into a plane engine, but also. (laughs) I think the moment Gal Gadot is available and is like, all right, fuck it. She's back, right? Like the moment she's like, all right, I, uh, my career isn't going the way I want. I'll, c- I'll come back. Like I, th- I think that's gonna be it. She's right? gonna come back as she's a gonna come back. I, yeah. you know, they're they're in the middle. Of, like the, her Wonder Woman contract is in flux. I think. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I don't think they're making any more of those. Yeah. So she, she can come back. Yeah. She why not? Can, fuck it. Why it's, not? I mean, the thing. I'm gonna talking about this trailer specifically. The things I'm excited for that motorcycle stunt where it goes front wheel. Yeah, it hits the thing back dope. wheel, dope. Uh, dope. <laughs> uh, the Charlize Michelle Rodriguez fight at the mm-hmm. end, the little yeah. tag. That's gonna be a great fight. Uh, and yeah. just Jason Momoa, that shot of him, the classic eyes opening suddenly in water. Right, mm-hmm. I'm like excited Aquaman. to see how he ties into this. Do you think by the end of this, he will be part of the family? I mean, the family, of course, yes, because every, every, almost every villain, everyone becomes family. They're like the Borg; they yeah, absorb. They, they don't. They, they don't defeat. They, they, don't they absorb. Defeat. Exactly. They absorb I mean, we gotta knowledge. see how Brie Larson is now part of the family. She's yeah. ju- she's just uh, in it now. I can't believe Rita Moreno has been part of the family this whole time, and we haven't seen her till now. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, that's amazing. There's a bunch These of people are, that I feel like like may have they may have been in this franchise <laughs> before, and I can't tell because there's so many big names. Like, his is this the first for Brie Larson, or this is, is the she... first for Brie Larson? Okay, okay, because I was like, maybe she was in Fast Seven or something. no? She <laughs> she got those Nissan commercials, and now <laughs> Nissan's like get her in the Fast movies. Right, nice. right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I was I was happy to see Jason Statham in there. Oh, I, it's always. gonna be like everybody gets a scene, Ever right? Get, I um, mean, Helen Mirren is is back. They, yeah. her and Vin Diesel seem to have a romantic scene on a bridge at sunset yes. somewhere. Oh, Never gonna die. They better fuck. I, they better. I know. I I I love it because it's it's obviously like superhero films, but it's not just like superhero films. Every Fast and Furious film is like an Avengers film. Oh, like yeah. Like they don't give anybody separate movies. It's just. 20 people and that's, every uh, single time i mean if everybody could take a note from this that's all you need and then also yeah. can we talk mm. the the scene in the script where two chopper choppers try to kidnap dominic yeah he to rent out some kiss yep. and then he Makes pulls him down with a car mm-hmm. yeah jumping uh, onto the other road that i love the physics of this universe yes i oh so i do want to ask you because you did say 
uh, Fast 9 and Fast 8 were a little weak. And I actually, that is what you said, right? Yeah, I don't yeah, words yeah. I, I hard agree. Yeah. Hard agree. And the reason, personally, I think this is the case is because they're starting to rely too much on CGI for the stunts. Absolutely. Yeah. Every stunt yeah. they do practically is so cool and so awesome. And then anytime they bring in like a big tumbling ball, which we did see in this movie, uh, yeah. it's not as exciting as it feels like it should be. But that being right. said, there looks like there's a lot of great chase scenes and fights in this that happen I, practically. Yeah. I agree. That's why I'm like, I do also have hope for this. And there's a race scene. And there's it's like, a, ah, yeah, here we fucking go. Right. There's the a classic the race scene where they're racing for respect. Yep. Let's bring back the race wars. Let's bring yep. back the race wars. They do Remember? that shot through the window of all the people in the little mm -hmm. racing lineup. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Love it. You, you know who I want them to bring back for revenge? I want them to bring back the train from the first movie. Oh. I want it to be a sentient train. <laughs> there are so many. Uh, yeah. They uh, yes. Like, yes. <laughs> bring back Jaw Rule. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Where's Jaw? Where's Jaw? Yeah. He, <laughs> he's ludicrous need, now. Yeah. We also need more That's Tokyo right. Drift stuff in general there, where like they could make Tokyo Drift too. They could. With there, that there was a. And I'm hoping this expands in the movie because there's also a part in the trailer where someone asks Han if he still knows how to drive. And then he mm. kind of like chuckles and then we see him, a car drift. Yeah, so, we're going to get some drifting. So I'm hoping we get some cool drifting. That's amazing. Mm. Uh, any other thoughts on Fast X? I mean, I know you have roughly an hour and a half <laughs> worth of thoughts. Uh I love. I think this trailer did exactly what it needed to do. It got me so excited. It seemed to have gotten the reaction online was positive, and it it seems like the Fast series is gonna get the ending met. It deserves even. Yeah, even when they're weak, I still enjoy them. Uh, Abe, what are you a Fast and Furious? Do, do you are you a fast head? Uh, not really, Dave. Um, okay. But you know, like I can enjoy. I, I have a heart. I can enjoy a story right. about family and some explodies. It's mostly uh, about family, and then cars go fast. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And how do you not? You know, yeah. These at least be not? entertained. Mm -hmm. These to me are right next to like the Mission Impossible's, where I always mm -hmm. enjoy them when I watch them, and then they leave my body. Yeah. Like fast <laughs> yeah. food. Uh, yeah. In fact, Speaking I of, feel like. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I was gonna say the next uh, <coughs> series kind of has that same effect for me, mm -hmm. but I, man, I'm always fucking excited. John Wick Chapter Four, the nearly three-hour-long film, apparently. Jesus. Uh, Here, trailer yeah. for this. My, you know, the the tra everything that's come out has looked cool. My problem is, I kind of think. The more when I heard about this runtime, that's when I got worried about this movie, because the more these movies get wrapped up in their plots, the worse they become, in my well, opinion. That's the thing is, I think where we will find the, uh, just give it 10 years, we'll have Wick X coming out <laughs> yeah. like this is going to Fast and Furious. This is going to spin out of control. I um, Yeah, I'm with you guys or I'm with you with the the continental or whatever like they're doing a spin-off show the in mcshane um, shit yeah. yeah yeah where it's like i don't really need to know how the world works um i still think these are 
top of the line when it comes to stunts. Yeah. Oh, rather yeah. there's no doubt. Fight, no the doubt. fights are incredible. There looks yeah. there are some gnarly kills in this trailer. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, if this yeah. is yeah, this is like two hours and forty five minutes. If two hours of that is just fighting, I will. I, this will that will be a good movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a good movie. If uh, we get too bogged down in the world, then uh, I'm worried. Mm-hmm. I'm worried, and that runtime suggests there's going to be a lot more dialogue in this movie than necessary. And yeah. Donnie Yen's in it. Yes, he is, and oh. he's going to be great. He's going to be awesome yeah. in it. This much like Fast and Furious, they they never take away; they only add. They only <laughs> add. I'm pretty certain Halle Berry will be in this. Yes, because they yes. show the dogs. Yes, uh, yes. I mean, love they the show dogs. the dogs. Ultimately, John Wick is a movie about dogs, and that's why we love these movies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I did write down. There's a dog in this. That dog's gonna die. No, no. If you remember? If you remember in chapter three, Halle Berry has attacked dogs, mm-hmm. and the dogs are fucking amazing. Like I've watched the behind the scenes for those dogs. They're like, and they all survived. They all survived. Oh yeah, they're just. I think one of them. The might series have is getting hurt. away from itself, man. But like what the idea. Is- did you wait, Abe? Did you not see three? I saw three, but like you mentioned, it passed through me like it's a oh, right. Taco almost Bell impossible burrito. to remember yeah. i can't yeah. i do not like you mentioned halle berry and that did not scan now that you mentioned <laughs> halle berry and dogs i'm like okay yeah i do remember there was dog thing but yeah, yeah. all i'm saying is that the series is getting away from itself what's it about guns and dog death i mean that's just <laughs> what this that's what and, this yeah. and losing is. a beloved pet yeah uh, it's true go i would argue that if the series got away from itself the moment it made a sequel Sure. Probably true. Personally, yeah, it's uh, I think perfect. it was, yeah, it was a self-contained perfect film. But I'm not complaining because I've loved every fucking <laughs> sequel since. Yeah, that's uh, true. Just because of the fighting, like fucking him when he killed a guy with a book. This trailer has him fighting people in traffic, which for uh, my favorite thing about John Wick is that the universe is filled with NPCs. Yeah, and uh, nobody is stopping their no. cars. They're just right. having a fight in traffic and everybody's just driving by like it's fine no it, uh, yeah it's amazing it, we it's truly it's a it's a little bit like a grand theft auto world yeah uh which yeah. is fun it is a, a little bit of a grand theft auto live action movie i yeah i think i did a like a cracked article about how when you play path of neo the video game um those in the matrix movies whenever he'd learn something and their eyes would flutter what they did is the in the video game is you learned that time would stop and they'd live out the entire training sequence. Okay. So like, so like when Trinity has to learn how to fly a helicopter, right. she's actually taking Putting months in. of helicopter classes yeah. in her brain. And so I theorize that the John Wicks are programs because they work like video games. There's right. NPCs. Mm. Everything is coin-based currency. Keanu Reeves is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is mm-hmm. um uh, uh fucking Morpheus there yeah uh larry fishburne uh so yeah larry there's and i love that there's boss battles i think one of the line in this movie is you should def- you need to defeat him in single combat yes. uh which is like weird considering that it cuts to john wick just mowing down fools just non-stop right. and i'm like wow that guy must be really good with the gun it's uh, very funny that the bad guy is one of them scars guards i think it's yeah. bill yeah it's, it's bill. bill nothing nothing against the scars guards but it's just like, well, that's not going to take long. No. <laughs> like, he's going to break him in half like a twig. He's right. also the least intimidating Skarsgård. Maybe, like, the most 
creepy in a horror sense, but if if I were going right. to fight a Skarsgård, I would pick Bill. <laughs> I would yeah, pick Bill too. Yeah, who to fight? Of yeah. who to fight? I wouldn't pick Stellan. <laughs> Stellan yeah. should have been the villain. That would have been Stellan terrifying. Stellan should always be the villain. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. But also in the the first one, uh, they got the three on, uh, Theon G- Greyjoy, right? Yeah, right. The, he wasn't so formidable. he was a uh, yeah. The whole point is that someone is insulated. And yep. you have right. to just get to the creamy center um, and kill that's, the white boy at the center. That's true. You got to get that that honky center. Yeah, because the first John Wick, he's basically Jason Voorhees. Like mm-hmm. he's right. not. He faces no problems. It's just people hiding until he comes to kill them. So yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, if they stopped at one, it would have been yeah, just as perfect. Yeah, but we'll always have one. We always have one. Yeah, yep. that's right. That's why I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. Make a bunch. They're like, they're just stunt shows. And right. they are glorious. Uh, the, the train's not stopping. So uh, mm-hmm. get right. on. You know. And it uses, they use a lot of CGI. It's about how they use CGI, right? Yeah. So like, it's it, the stunts are real. It's just the environment it's, they put them in. They go around augmented. it. Yeah. Yeah. And the world yeah, is, it looks so cool. Yeah. Uh, the key the to that. The rain in this world is so dramatic. The key to it is really compound shots and wides. Like when yeah. you really look at what separates John Wick from every other action franchise, it's that the way it uses its CG, like you said, they cut out holes in geography where it's like, all right, and then you navigate around that car that will be on fire. But ultimately, he's still got a trajectory that's very clear to you. Yep. I got to pop this guy, pop this guy, and then, you know, like move on. Right. Well, and because in that it lends itself it works that way because everything is practical so they can right. shoot and why exactly. they're not cheating as much yes uh, that's exactly. the big part is the fact yeah. that keanu reeves and everybody are stuntmen who actually can perform the things right they so, don't have to cut yeah. around that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's great yeah. it is great and he says his signature line which i believe is uh yeah uh, yeah <laughs> his signature line which is make eye contact with a dog yeah, I, I thought his line was, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Yeah, right. it's some combination of yeah or whoa, because yeah. we're whoa. talking about Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Whoa. whoa. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he ever says whoa in John Wick. Whoa, my no, dog but- died. Whoa. It's all the same. Like, it's just a level. It's, it's either it's happy dude or angry dude. That's Keanu Reeves' entire, like, spectrum. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. No. Uh, let's, let's keep on going. You guys want to keep on going? Yes. Let's keep doing this. Oh, this is, baby. the next is a trailer for the Disney live-action Little Mermaid. I can't help but run. notice that they're not showing the lobster. Uh, they don't uh, have the lobster in it. Yeah, yeah because well, the lobster is probably terrifying. Yeah, I'm gonna say because like <laughs> already you got the pufferfish, which is not, you know, our cute little that. flounder. Right. Uh, and lobsters, cartoon lobsters, a lot cuter than real lobsters. Yeah, and have you uh, seen a flounder? By the way, well, flounder in the trailer. Flounder is a different oh, well, type of a, fish. That's oh, wait, right. Yeah, it's right. That's not flounder. Ty- it's not right. flounder. It's just a puffer fish. You do pu- all right. So or, yeah. flounder is briefly seen in I think the uh, other teaser, like, and it eh. is in fact just a fucking fish. That's, of course, it has to be. Otherwise, yeah. it makes no sense. Flounder was my favorite. Uh, and, yeah, that's uh, that's gonna suck. That's gonna suck. But none I of am... these have been great. This one no. seems you know, to. I I thought. You know, the water came together well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, going to be it fine. It looked pretty. These uh, are unnecessary as fuck. The same thing with Lion King. 
Yeah. But yes. I love it and hate it. Little Mermaid is one of literally one of my favorite movies of all time. I will see it for the songs at at yeah. the minimum. Um, right. Even though I hate the marketing, I hate the fact that like this is another teaser. They're calling it Wish and shit. Yep. You know, it's it, just it, like all yeah. right, let's prolong everything. It's gonna be this... so many teasers until we get hundred days. It says. Yeah. Or, right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be. I think it'll be objectively horrifying to watch yes. just because it's like squids and fish yeah. and yeah. Sea they creatures. should have gotten James Cameron to do this, by the way. Uh, yeah. He would have like, he would have taken uh, six years to make it. Mm. He would have like, all the actors would have had to learn to hold their breath <laughs> he, really long. Yeah. He would have taught a fish how to sing. Yeah. Um, he would have almost drowned Ed Harris, even though Ed again, Harris isn't he would in it. Cast himself yeah. as King Triton. Yeah, yeah. he would have <laughs> he would have made him cast himself as King Triton. Yeah. yeah, this is a you know, a lot of the charm of these Disney movies is that the characters are so cute. Uh mm -hmm. right. And they just really take away what is I don't think they realized. 70% of why these movies are successful and it's yeah. because they're cute. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. For that, yeah, for that reason, I think every live action Disney, uh every single one has been baseline bad in some way. Yeah. Like they'll get better. Like there's <laughs> ones where I'm like, "Well, that was pretty cool." Or like, "Oh, that that right. was a better one." Like I think Aladdin was an easy one cuz it's actually like people. people. Yeah. Yeah. The Incredibles um, will be weird when they get around to that. Yeah, Jesus. But like, yeah, Lion King was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Book, that was one that was like, okay, this is better. Uh, yeah. But they're all still baseline of this like, why are we doing this? Why yeah. Why would you do this? Yeah. I will say, Sarah and I went to see uh, uh, Lion King um, together. And we had taken a couple uh, uh, weed gummies and <laughs> the opening uh was uh i think i looked over and both of us were sobbing at the opening just having the time <laughs> of our lives like we were going up on a roller coaster that uh we were going up during the uh it's like going up on a roller coaster that the opening tick, and tick, then just tick, plateauing tick, tick. there's yeah. no drop right. we just like oh okay that was it oh fuck <laughs> we were so excited King. in the beginning of that movie Man. and then just zero i think both of us fell asleep at different points lion right. king is amazing not the new yeah one. just not lion the new king. one yeah because at, at what point making the new one did they realize that you can't make lions expressive if you're no. gonna make them realistic yep no and also again the cute factor like simba is a damn cutie right right not in this one right no just a fucking tiger no just these are children's over yeah these are children's yeah. movies your animals have to be endearing uh and these they are gotta smile and have eyebrows right i'm not gonna stuff yeah a real life flounder is not cute sebastian and then it's gonna talk sebastian <laughs> is gonna be something out of a guillermo del toro movie Right. Yeah. It, well, it feels like it's like an LSD nightmare because it's like <laughs> yeah. imagine like being on the beach and a fucking lobster starts talking to you in a Jamaican accent, <laughs> and it's yeah. just like, what the fuck is happening? What yeah. happens? Like, yeah, I have a question for you. What happens if we, you know, because we we're from the era of nostalgia for this, and we have very mm -hmm. confident in why we know the things did well, the golden era of you know Disney. What if kids just fucking love it? They well, these do good. They do well because people take them. But is it that memory? Like, 
it did. I've never heard of one of these remakes doing like Frozen. Like, I we need to go back. My child yeah. is demanding that I go back to that world. No, no one falls. I don't think anyone falls in love with these like they do the original cartoons. Like, I still think. Right. I don't think anybody goes into these movies without that being the touchstone. Well, the other part of this is like, okay, how long is the original Little Mermaid? It was one of the older ones so i'm guessing it's like 90 fucking minutes or something yeah uh this is gonna be what two and a half hours like that's what they fucking like what was the dumbo remember the dumbo tim burton Mm -hmm. oh yeah Uh, which jesus fucking christ that movie was two hours long i just looked it up the original dumbo is like 60 minutes and that's a big part of it is like it's they stretch it and it, it Dumbo is probably the worst version of this, which again, it has like mm-hmm. Tim Burton made it. It's made with love and talent. Doesn't matter. Like, why are we no. fucking watching this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dumb- why are we remembering we that Dumbo is a horrifying story? <laughs> right. Uh, it just, I don't know. It doesn't. By make- the way, Little Mermaid uh, from 1989 runtime, an hour and 23 minutes. Yep. They kept them tight. I guarantee this will be two hours. It's going to be a lot this of will, stretching. This is going to be 211. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. Uh, it, is, it is Rob Marshall doing it. Uh, yes, it is. But again, I don't think it has anything to do with talent. Uh, there's been no. very talented people making these. No, mm. you can throw in any director to these. You still have to... You're basing it off... You're doing a shot for shot of the original movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what you can bring to it. <laughs> right. That's... I feel like it's just a remaster. It's the equivalent of video game remaster where they just want new sure. kids You're better to off, watch yeah. it. You're better and off, it's like, yeah, yeah. You're better off re-releasing the original in theaters. Right. Uh, but they just want to get a new voice. They want to get new talent behind it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So just, you know, make the new kids just re-voice the old. Right. <laughs> Cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it, that is probably the best part for me. Like Lion King, I actually enjoyed seeing who they were going to get. And this mm. is the same. I think the cast looks good. Right. But it's just, um, it, yeah, it's just like, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> like you can just make a new kids film with this cast. Right. Exactly. Something. Just give us something. Yeah. Give us Toy Story yeah. 9. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Those have all no been good and original. Deal. And I want yeah. more. I just want the song so bad, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it'll have a great soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's well, a great soundtrack. Next trailer is for an Apple TV show called Tetris. Uh, this isn't the three part <laughs> Tetris movie that I we people of studios have been threatening to make. This is like uh, a thing on like the making of the actual game Tetris. Mm-hmm. Um, about getting the rights from Russia uh, uh, and evading, I guess, the K- KGB. And like, it looks like, uh, you know, loosely based off a true story, one imagines. I what looked it up. It, 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 apparently it is. Obviously, I don't think it's going to go full James Bond and there probably isn't car explosions. But they did go there during the height of the Cold War and it was dangerous. Uh that was a surprise to me. I didn't know that mm-hmm. aspect of Tetris. Uh, you know, movie Reddit r slash movies was very glowing about this, and my re- reaction was very the opposite. Maybe it's yeah. because last week we talked about Air, 
which is yeah, the same like thing, the corporate right? Thing. This yeah. corporate nostalgia for the salesman of Game Boy and Tetris. It's like, geez, that's bizarre to me. Yeah. Um, but and it kind of taints it because it makes me like, what am I celebrating here? That sure. some salesman was like, I can make so much money. Sure. Um, yeah. But you know, I guess we did get the Game Boy, and it was great. You know, Tetris is great. That's true. Yeah. I my reaction to this trailer is, you know, this this is obviously there's a cool story here, and to find out about it and not get the rights uh, would be dumb because if that's if that's you know elements of the true story of you know having struggles getting this game from the mm. rights to this game from Russia during Cold War times, there's something there. My issue with how this trailer looks is they seem to take it so damn seriously and at the end of the day it keeps bringing you back to they're talking about tetris um right Right. sure it's a game i love too Uh, yeah they're trying to point out how amazing tetris was at the time yeah but um uh yeah they do like where they film it like a video game too and they're making him like obsessed with tetris uh and they're treating it like it's yeah like they're winning the war you know what right. i mean right that there's no there's no dramatic tension to but again it's oh sorry yeah there, there's just no it's not yeah whenever they go back to the game of it all i'm like yeah i know it was exciting at the time and i and i've certainly gone through phases it's where i was blocks. obsessed with tetris and saw those little blocks yeah in my dreams but it's still it's it's fucking Tetris, you guys. Again, we yeah, we yeah. talked about this last week. There's the thing about Air Jordans, that movie coming out, and they treat these products like it's world changing. Mm-hmm. And that's the weird reverence they're yeah. having for brands and products in these movies are very fucking weird. Yeah. Uh where like no doubt I'm sure this has ties to like Nintendo and whatever. It it did also make me realize like I know the this isn't a plot hole, obviously, but at watching us, I was like, why didn't, why didn't they just steal it? Like, why yeah. couldn't they just steal the game? Like, yeah. and just call it something else. Honestly, uh, the coding video games do that all the fucking all the time. time. The coding says. couldn't have been that advanced. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I know Pong came out before Tetris. Yeah. They could have like, figured this one out. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, if you're selling it in America, do copyright laws even matter? Again, people do it all the time these days. So people yeah. put out a video game that's just like another one. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I give the the Air Jordan, the Air trailer, a little more um, leeway. And maybe this is just like where I'm coming from from it. But Yeah, you're sneaking uh, ahead, You know, <laughs> Air Jordan's Jordan sneakers had, I would say, like a, a more lasting and evolving impact on culture than tetris did uh i think that's some people to, I think. probably yeah. yeah yeah i mean that's as a another basketball thing. fanatic that's just where i'm coming from it uh, right. yeah that's, but yeah that's at the end of the day it's, it's just uh, yeah what are we celebrating uh that's another thing that uh the trailer does there's a moment in the trailer where they're like kind of they feel the need to justify, like, look how great it is from every angle, not just from, like, a business perspective and cultural perspective, right. but, like, a personal perspective. And the way they kind of paint that is that the scene that we get in the trailer 
is uh, what's his face the Taron Edgerton or whatever Um, he is talking to his I assume his wife uh, and they're in their apartment and he asks the question have you ever heard our apartment this quiet before and I always hate that shit I hate when corporations do that shit where it's like hello fellow kids where it's like Always the subtext of it is we don't have to raise our kids or like the new Taco Bell ad where it's like there's Taco Bell ads that they have that are essentially like uh, they're trying to push their uh, the agenda of their um, their morning menu, like the breakfast menu. Sure. And they literally tell people in the ads, go to sleep right now. Just go to sleep. So that you can wake up and order this food. And I just hate it when uh, corporations do like big brother shit where it's like, go to sleep. Don't you love that your children don't have to be raised? Use this object that we made. You know, it's like, oh, man, this is getting dark. And they might try to do it like ironically or something like that. Right, but you know it's not. You know it's not. Yeah, I just, yeah, this movie feels very this trailer feels very self-serious uh and in no way uh you know light like taking light of what the the main point of it is which is play tetris there's a way to Um, make a tetris movie this just feels like propaganda weird propaganda if if you want to make a movie about you know trying to get the like there there is something there i know monopoly has a similar kind of story where in world war ii they people like smuggled uh you know smuggled things through monopoly boards uh right games um and there, there's a cool story there that I know people have the rights to. Uh, like, you know, there, there are cool stories behind these games, but uh, don't, I don't know the 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 idea that they're like, look how quiet everything is. That's not a good movie. Right. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's it feels like an compelling. ad. If, yeah, it feels, it feels like, like an, an ad, ad for the game. Yeah. Yeah. Which it is al- ultimately. Yeah, it's also Which the least compelling is. as a as a potential viewer to be like. No, it's exciting about this. Look how quiet everybody is. Yeah. Look yeah. <laughs> like All the drones are in their beds. Yeah. That's uh, It's not exciting viewing for me. Also, yeah. th- I can't believe they didn't use the uh, Kuro Baniki, the sound, the dun 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 oh, yeah, dun dun yeah. Well, they, no, it's mixed into the trailer, but they're mainly using the final countdown, yeah. which re- was really fucking weird to me. Yeah. Because right. it was like, just use the music. Use the Kuro Baniki. Yeah. And also, we all know, the, yeah. look it up, people who are into that track there's a band called ozma ozma who has a cover of kuro baniki it is fucking off the chain <laughs> it is so good and yeah. it's like it and it just fucking rules and i'm just like just slap that thing on there and i would go see this movie i swear to god yeah for yeah sure. uh all right next trailer then mm-hmm. this is paint let's go this is owen wilson playing a bob ross type i'm surprised honestly this they haven't made something on a character like this right it's in a very twee setting i would say um it's about like it it looks like it's about a local painter who is getting like pushed out or something like that yeah yeah Uh, it's literally uh, bob ross in every way except the name because the bob ross trust didn't give away the rights which is fine but it's just weird that they just made a a more wild story with it which i'm on board with like i'm like all right yeah he's a bob ross that fucks okay 
It, yeah, it seems I I honestly didn't catch the first time I watched it uh, that it wasn't actually Bob Ross. And I was right. like, huh, they really did this to Bob Ross? Okay. Yeah, it wasn't until you sent me it again and I rewatched the trailer that I realized they gave him a different name. His character's name is Carl Nargle. <laughs> I, I can't believe they were allowed to get so close to the bone of Bob Ross right. down to like the dialogue. I was surprised by uh, but I guess yeah, none of it is owned. You know, it's just a vibe. Right. I'm looking at like uh, characters and PBS like president is a character. So like he's even on PBS. Yeah. Uh, right. Which yeah. is fine. You know, like they can't get him for it, which is just bizarre how internet intellectual property works. Pretty works. Yeah. But this looks I mean, it's a bummer that it's not Bob Ross. Like a take a like is a. It? Like a Weird Al kind of the Weird Al movie kind of version of right. Bob Ross, where fun that way. But I actually really everything about this movie says that it could be very good. Actually. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, like I don't like tweet shit because like what they're doing is they seem to be implying like an unhinged story where he's all calm and then everything like falls apart. And we yeah, realize yeah. that he's not actually that, which is actually kind of a cool character, right? Oh, yeah. He right. falls in love it, with the fact that like, he falls in love with women and his own self-image. And he, you know, he's throwing paint over his paintings and stuff like that. Like, he's a dark person. And yeah. that could be right. cool. It's, he's almost like predatory, he might be. Where yeah. it's like, he, it, it's like oh, this hippie type from Vermont who's like all cool, but like is actually just really like tightly wound or insidious in some way. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah, or there's what just like Bob one Ross, thing. Yeah, yeah, was evil. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, when I first watched this trailer, and I thought it was literally a Bob Ross story, and it didn't uh, really like he. They didn't show the the breaking down of it all till the end. I was so shocked. I was like, "What happened yeah. to Bob Ross that I didn't know about?" <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but this looks super fun super well done i yeah i think the story could be this could be such a cool take on this character yeah, yeah i really do like it because they could have like i don't know i've always thought that a really great expose would be like disney you couldn't do it at this point because they like own everything mm -hmm. but like show disney as the creator of children's dreams like walt disney and also a horrible anti-semite these are all right. truths you make an analog do it like halt and catch fire or something exactly uh, yeah. and you could fucking make a killing because then you would just do like 1920s like Mad Men esque him talking to kids saying like oh the dream stuff that dreams are made of and then turning around and just being an absolute like yeah. uh, Machiavellian businessman and just fucking over everybody and it would just be like oh let show me that do that to Bob Ross that would be fucking great and it looks that like this be. might yeah. be that like I don't know it might be good yeah no, I'm excited about this one. This looks very fun. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm into it. Yep. Um. All right, let's let's keep on going because the next one I have I'm very confused about. This is mm. Operation Fortune. Uh, I believe this was filmed a while ago, and it's actually been released in other places. Oh, oh weird. but this is a Guy Ritchie, Jason Statham film with Carrie Elways and Aubrey Plaza and Hugh Grant. Uh, which I'm I'm into that cast, um, but you know whenever Guy Ritchie and fucking Jason Statham make something together, it's usually pretty fun. Uh, this is this feels like more of a Guy Ritchie film, which is weird because 
they don't they like hide that it's guy Ritchie. they do the like from the director of the gentleman and sherlock holmes whereas we just covered a that jake gyllenhaal guy Ritchie one mm-hmm. that looks nothing like a guy Ritchie film the covenant they, or some shit yeah and they or were the like Revenant, Ooh, it's guy Ritchie. yeah, yeah. Uh, what'd you guys think of this uh i wrote down two things one was that spy was a really good movie <laughs> <laughs> spy is a great movie uh, the other thing that i wrote down is did audrey plaza just call josh hartnett daddy Ooh, because that's i thought she she could have said danny or something like that his character's uh, name is danny oh damn because yeah, i was I'm gonna sorry. say yeah i, I was like i missed that one but exactly that watching those two do that would isn't now my fetish <laughs> i think yeah for me it's i I, you know, I like a good Guy Ritchie, mm-hmm. and uh, I always. What well, my favorite thing about Guy Ritchie is the cast he brings in, and mm-hmm. I believe, yes, like uh, Hugh Grant's. I think's already been in a Guy Ritchie, but he's kind of great for it. And now seeing Carrie Elway's in Aubrey Plaza, where I'm like, fuck, yeah. man, yeah, yeah, Carrie Elway. Yeah. I could take or inspired. leave Josh Hartnett, but I, you know, I'm happy he's. And he also you know, is like a bumbling, like rich guy, which I think is even better. Like that's yeah. perfect utility, yeah. actually. I think. It, it looks like Josh Hartnett might have fun with this role. Uh, yeah, and I'm right. hoping it does. I hope. I hope it. You know, plays. They play it as eccentric as it can be. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, this just it looks like such a good. The cast chemistry looked really solid, and this is such an ensemble. This this is a kind of movie that lives and dies off its ensemble. So, if these yeah. four can pull it off, then this is going to be a fun movie. I think so too. Yeah, as long uh, as like the energy and the action stays high, and we don't, you know, yeah, get bogged down like this. Yeah, well, this looks we, like we it talked could be about fun. the genre on a frame rate. Dave and I talked about Bullet Train, and yeah. uh, it's getting a little tired. And like I think Dave's kind of right about Guy Ritchie coming out with a different movie, and that's like the big title for him. And mm-hmm. this movie, which is more in tune with what we expect. To, for him to make yeah. is not being published like you know oh the new guy Richie because I think he's just tired of it I think that's the the you know like what sure. we're reading from this he's like yeah I've done that for so long man I don't want to do it anymore and I'm like hey you know what that's fair you know yeah transform yeah. as an artist yeah for sure it's almost like this is like so easy <laughs> for him to do yeah and he's just like yeah all right let me get what else Jesus you got Statham. What else yeah, he got? Yeah. Guy Richie. But he's yeah. gotta make money. He's gotta so make money and yeah, I this feels a little bigger, a little brighter, a little more big budget than your typical what you would think of when you think of Guy Ritchie. Mm-hmm. Right. Um a little, you know. He's been kind of yeah. doing that. It's not less grunge than his early work. I mean, he's been doing that for a while. What yeah. was it like? Uh, the gentleman or whatnot? Right. Yeah. It had which, the same look and vibe of this to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping. Yeah. This is a little more exciting. This looks a little simpler plot wise than the gentleman, mm-hmm. and a little more. Uh, like, there's a little more room for action and fun. Yeah. For we sure. will see. Spy we'll was see. good. I still, I think he should do weirder stuff more. I don't know. Again, like I I do think he's kind of like, all right, everybody loves me doing this, but you know, Um, I, again, very excited to see like fucking Carrie Elway's. Uh, It should be noted. I looked it up. This was originally supposed to come out January of 2002. It was pulled without comment from the studio. 2002? 
No, I'm sorry. Yeah. 2022. Okay, that makes uh, more that, sense. That, yeah, that makes oh, way more sense. Uh, it was pulled without comment from the studio. However, reports are saying that it features Ukrainian gangsters. And oh, they're okay. saying perhaps so it was the wrong time. That's, um, ah, I yeah. see. That makes sense. You yeah. know, that's that checks out where, like, they're playing it safe. They're like, well, you know, might as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, that explains that. Speaking of movies that have been around for a while, mm -hmm. uh, final trailer is for the remake Children of the Corn, uh, directed by Abe. Abe, who is the it? director of Ultraviolet. Oh, it's Kurt Wimmer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, Kurt uh, Wimmer, dude. You, oh, he fucking sucks. I love it. I love it this, so much. He's my favorite. This, this movie was made and premiered, as in was shown in a theater in 2020, mm -hmm. and then it was just January of this year the rights were bought. And that can't be a good Holy sign, right? Shit. No. This guess, not only is he the director of Ultraviolet, the last movie he directed was Ultraviolet. Yes. Oh, Hell yeah. Equilibrium. He did Equilibrium, obviously. Oof. Earlier that. than that. Yeah, like a few years before that. Holy shit. I, I love am, it. Uh, now I'm going. Now I'm going. Okay, yeah. Going. These these kids better use Gunkata. Yes. <laughs> they better fight with Gunkata. That's right. Oh, it's gonna be bad. Yeah, he this, also this wrote, looks bad. Yeah, he also wrote the Total Recall and Point Break. Yeah, he's uh, a, mostly a writer. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Here's what I'll say. Yes, this looks bad. I think the trailer, the second half of the trailer, does a good job at making it seem like it might not. But that slow, she'll be coming around the mountain. Oh my god! I was just like, oh fuck me. Fucking pack it in, trailers. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. so tired of that shit. Uh, okay, I have a weird take, and you're probably going to want to separate from me, but I legitimately have a question about how I should feel. Is okay. this movie, Children of the Corn, if you remember the original, the whole reason the movie fucking works and is great is that the child leader, the kid that they got, great. fucking rules. Like, he carries the whole movie. Yeah. So this child leader, the little girl... She seems like all right, you know, like she's it's going to be a tough act to follow. But like, is that like a dumb thing to say about a kid? Like, is this a bad take right now? Because this Which kid is to say, like, enough? I'm going to be disappointed in it if this kid is not good. I no, I, I heavily agree that the okay. first one, it's just because that kid did so well as a creepy child. The girl in this seems like she's doing OK. That's the thing. Um, That's but yeah. It's not going to be a good movie if well, she can't do the story. Here's, it's not a here's, good, yeah, there's nothing else. It's like, oh, yeah, they Yeah, the they kids are creepy. That's a, that That's is a whole yeah. thing. Uh, right, and yeah, she's fine. She's like Watching this trailer, uh, yeah, here's, I'm not, I don't hate that take. When I was watching that trailer, I ended up kind of just feeling bad for that child actor. Because mm -hmm. I was like, she is doing... She clearly understands how to act. The assignment, uh, too. I gotta she, be yeah, terrified. She, she understands, but she's also clearly not given a ton of direction. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, that just happened. They they did the Razzies, and they gave the little girl from the new Firestarter a Razzie. Yeah. And yeah. it's one more reason why the Razzies are awful. That's They're awful. Should not That's exist. That's awful. Yeah. They Don't were made, do that. For the record, they were made by a bitter failed screenwriter. Of course the they Razzies were. were. They're extremely racist uh, in oh, their, what they give awards to. I never think They're, about the Razzies, and I'm going to yeah, think no, less no about them. Yeah, no one should. Now. And this is the reason why. So God. it's like, yeah, fuck. 
yeah, yeah. It's, it's i always feel bad for kids in films i right. mean she she like from this what i gathered is she is a competent young actor who <laughs> who if she's not good the movie to, will suck yeah who just like <laughs> yeah. is not directed by someone who can direct child actors which is probably a very difficult thing that involves like a different very skill set so. than most directors are probably used to mm-hmm. um but yeah it's not fair for her because yeah, yeah the, this movie and I, lives and dies by how creepy the children are and she seems just like a very right. normal little girl in this right. look look kurt kurt wimmer if you fucking knock it out of the park i will take back everything i've said about you in the past but yeah. uh you know ultraviolet is all i have to say oh yeah. yeah i by the way i just want to amend i feel bad for every little kid in the movie except for that kid in robocop 2 yeah, fuck that. That, kid, <laughs> that kid fucking that guy no that sucks. kid ruled in that i oh, didn't feel wait, bad he, wait, who he, he are got, you talking about he got the he got the little crime kid in robocop 2 oh he got the role of a century he got the best child acting role yeah okay ever. i thought you were talking about someone else my bad yeah no no oh, that okay. kid that kid was good that kid yeah i was happy that that could have that that only enhanced his life. I'm coming sure. in I'm hot not looking up that like, actor. Yeah, but... Let's list kids that suck. Just because <laughs> yeah. I thought that would be funny. My bad. Yeah, but this. Uh, yeah, this is. I'm gonna see it. Uh, uh, you know, not in theaters. I'm gonna watch it on streaming. Abe, I think you're required to see it. I think it. I'm required to see it. I. Uh, yeah. Uh, just so you know, Bridget, uh, when I first watched Ultraviolet, which is on one of their Friday night movie nights, I right. immediately bought the Blu-ray. That's how much yeah. I was baffled oh, wow. by the movie. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it's spectacular. Oh, wow. This film is going to be released for 18 days in March 3rd, and then it's going right to Shudder. Uh-huh. So yeah, this is yeah, this is a movie, right. again, yeah, it was made, it was, it's fucking three years old. And it's very clear they they're dumping it right. Yeah, uh, it has it. apparently has nothing to do with the 1984 film. They started back from the short story, uh, and it just can't possibly be good. Oh wow! Okay, I would be amazed if this is good. Okay, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no like, yeah. I I feel like this is a big classic horror movie and if it's 18 days in theaters and straight to shutter that's that's a bad sign <laughs> that's yeah not a good all right well let's you want to talk some about more some producers yeah let's fucking do it dude yeah okay uh uh hey big thank you to david knife boot henson Woo! thank you thank you to deborah is awesome barbara is great and cancer can go to hell Woo! thank you thank you to dracula the bus driving vampire oh. thank you to driftless wrote mabel's name in the witch's book of blood hype uh thank you to et the extravagant terrestrial thank you to evil ed 209 uh. thank you to exploding runes Woo. thank you to funky j mostly comes out at night mostly Woo. And thank you to Glitterus, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Abe, you got a new one in this batch. Ooh. Just telling you now. All right. Uh, so let's let's give a big thanks to Heathcliff's help and handfuls. Thank you. Let's thank Ombre says, Mabel, step on me. We love Mabel. Let's thank James Cameron's Prolapse Locomotive. Yeah. Let's thank Krishanovich. Krishanovich. Let's thank Lukma. I'm on a podcast. Thank you. Let's thank Mackenzie. Fuck shuffling with Willem Dafoe's confusing, confusingly large dick chill. And how. And let's thank Mercurial Oz. Thank you. Let's not forget Mike the Lurker. Thank you. And finally, let's thank No One Can Hear You Scream in Space McNulty. Thank you. All right. We got some news stories. 
starting with the fact that the uh, the rust, the production that uh, mm. Alec Baldwin shot a cinematographer and is awaiting trial, is resuming filming with Alec Baldwin <laughs> and new cinematographer. Uh, I'm not sure if there's much to say about this um, because I certainly understand that if you dump enough money into a movie, right. there's a point where you're like, well, you know, like the crow got made, etc. cetera. Uh, yep. it's, we, it feels weird to me, though, when it's like the person who is on trial for fucking it up. But again, Twilight Zone movie got made. Sure. Uh, and that director was also on trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts on this? I... It's man get, just just cut your losses on this movie that's my thought just cut your losses i think yeah we're at a time where we can but i don't think that that's just how it works anymore my, i know but it's I, that william hurt movie where they hit the train yeah. that didn't get made mm-hmm. and the rest seems like a fairly indie film and it's like yeah you're not making the twilight zone movie you're not making a superhero film right and uh, we're at a time where like <coughs> everyone knows what happened on like the media machine is big enough and that's the that thing. news like there's just no way that this gets released and people have a good feeling about it or right. the movie is right. good that's enough, the thing I think you know? is that it's uh, it's kind of tone deaf to the times because yeah. Twilight Zone movie actually yeah it killed kids with a helicopter and still released to a moderate to large success in, in 1983 Um, so people still don't know about that till this day that 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 was sensational story at the time in the newspapers. This was sensational at our time in Twitter and everywhere. That means now that it's so much more. So I just don't see how people are like lining up to watch this. And I understand that the way that this kind of cost benefit analysis works is that I'm sure, you know, like depending on the movie and uh, if you look at different examples, they were made or they weren't made based off the sunk cost already exhibited in the movie. So right. what that ultimately means is how far in production were they? Did they already get a lot in the can? And I guess someone did the you know analysis and said, look, we have like half of a movie in Rust. Let's try right. to get some of it back, you know, Just, because right. otherwise Just, it's millions so of dollars. Here's the thing that makes me, go, makes me really shudder. Right. Part of this news is that they also announced that they're making a documentary about the cinematographer that's, who died. That's and I'm like, that feels feels wrong. wrong. Yeah, yeah it all, does. all of this feels wrong. Like, how do you how do you go about marketing this movie without being like, right. this is a movie someone died on? Yeah, uh, it feels like the fucking Peter Jackson King Kong, where Jack Black keeps saying, "I'm going to donate the proceeds to their family whenever mm. someone dies." Where it's like they're trying to make it seem noble, like we're gonna we'll make a documentary about her too, and it's like I don't know if. That's the documentary that needs to be made. No. I think you should make a documentary about how fucked up film sets can be. No. And, and maybe ways to change it yeah, or something right. like that. It doesn't feel like Helena Hutchinson's family, like from the stuff I've read about it, this it doesn't really, I don't, I don't know the deal with the documentary, but it doesn't yeah, feel like this is how they would want it to go down. I, and I don't know that for sure, but right. this all, it just strikes me as kind of, uh callous and gross it's yeah it's definitely like yeah it's grotesque it's icky feeling and like we don't yeah like you're saying we don't know like maybe her family's like yes let's do a documentary yes continue it's the (coughs) optics of it it still feels yeah it's interesting uh, because yeah you mentioned midnight rider right the uh safety for sarah movement yeah 
uh, Sarah Jones, camera assistant on Midnight Rider, which I don't think released. In it didn't any, release. It did yeah. not release. That is closer to the example of like a current like news cycle, yeah. and that became a big movement on film sets. Like slates would have you know you know safety for Sarah, for Sarah. Yeah. safety for Sarah. It was a movement that was essentially getting unions to look at this kind of stuff, and it and it kind of worked. You know, like it really became a uh, became a big deal. Um, yeah. this didn't have the same trajectory in the way because I think it, like we're talking about it was like such 2000, a freak accident. Yeah. 2014, 15, I think. And like, t- you know, 2020, you know, so it's like, there was so many years and it was also such a freak thing. Uh, yeah. and it wasn't like clearly there's clear blame and there's still, there's obviously charges, but it was like in the case of the, uh, safety for Sarah, it was like just straight up was you know, just backed off, backed into a, uh, into a train, you know, like just yeah. a horrifying accident that, yeah. uh, you know, there's people to blame, but like, it also is kind of one of those freak accidents. This one is all this with rust. It's like who the blame pretty clearly is on the prop master. Yeah. Um, I mean, and ever, I would say the producer who's and the producer. Bubble. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the way that the, it's done on film sets is, uh, there's a lot of, redundancies and they weren't Mm -hmm. following the redundancies that's on the producer so negligence um but it's also like literally not doing their job the prop master because like these things are supposed to be done not taking things seriously yeah so it's it's now gonna instead of a double triple check it's gonna be a you know five six check you know like we're gonna that what can we do else like there's gonna be negligent people there's no movement here we had the 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 infrastructure that's designed can't be much more improved it was right. just right. people being shitty. people being yeah. yeah people being bad so it's like it's yeah, yeah. again shut different, it down like if different it, story. Again, if, yeah. yeah if it was just an accident if it was a freak accident because people have died on movie sets there was like like a, a construction person died making i forget what movie but it was, it was like one of the jurassic worlds or something like that yeah. mm-hmm. or there's stuntmen who die all the time and those are times where it's like shit happens i mean this sucks and there was probably ways to avoid it for sure but it's not like a criminal thing. No. Like the, the comparison to me is the Twilight Zone movie. That's right. another movie yeah. where it's like that never should have gotten made. No, no. They should have the- shut it the fuck down right. and put people in jail. No. Yeah. I, and I, I agree. Uh, the safety for Sarah, uh, that second AC, that that is another good example where people just were being a little flippant and playing a little fast and loose with people's safety yeah. in a dangerous place. I think they actually blamed the railroad or the railway on that one, uh, if I recall. Yeah, it was because they didn't have, right, they had a lookout and then they stopped because they thought all the trains, trains were done yeah. for the day. Yeah. Trains were yeah. done and, and it's like, turned out no, they still have the lookout. No, no, yeah, you, you got to keep, but yeah, it just, it, it, it feels like a pretty gross money grab to, to still put on this movie because right. again, for there's sure. no way you advertise this and you're not aware that people know the name of this movie for a very specific reason. Yeah. There's no um, way. I yeah. Mean, this, this some people might be oblivious out. and be like, Oh, Alec Baldwin in a Western. Sure. Some but that, people, yeah. But I just don't <laughs> yeah. think. Uh, yeah. Right. Cause you know, there's like screenwriters and artists who are like, but it's a good story. And it's like, and then uh, have someone else make it. Make it in a few years with different right. people. We, American you know, like, Humane literally it, has. Start over. 
nothing yeah. dies yeah. for film and we're talking about animals you know like right. so exactly like, and that's and that's proven to be a good practice you know and yeah. like so it's like there's there's a reason we say these things on sets uh and yeah. we mm-hmm. keep that mentality because yeah your idea is fun is it worth death uh, yeah Man. exactly art isn't worth death nothing it's not worth killing Never someone is. over uh, yeah they yeah it, no one mm-hmm. yeah sets are a dangerous place uh and when people don't take them seriously bad Mm -hmm. stuff happens and uh Mm -hmm. there's never it's never worth it it's never ever going to be worth it it's never worth it i'm looking at you herzog (laughs) (laughs) you sick fuck you You sick sick Um, fuck uh all right next story Netflix is pulling Arrested Development, including the new seasons they did. Boo. Um, I I just want to shout out to uh, physical media, folks. Yeah. Uh, We need a resurgence. That's that's absolutely true. Arrested Development is what one of the two. It's Arrested Development and 30 Rock that I'm always just like on a loop watching. Right. Uh, in some point, it breaks my heart that uh, people aren't going to be able to find Arrested it's, Development anymore. Yeah, it do- it's, a show that doesn't deserve this ending uh, because it's gotten it a disappointing ending so many times. Yeah, it's like Netflix wants to fail. <laughs> it really like it. It's starting to feel. I don't know. Streaming is is obviously shaky, but it, it's just funny how people when we did streaming and digital, it was this feeling of like, so it's forever. It's online it's immortal and it's like quite the opposite because it's just at the mercy of some fickle company that uh will do the that to save server space yeah right save server space and not have to pay actors for residuals i have a different take remove any of your like failed programming netflix don't remove this gem of a sitcom that got canceled too soon Maybe residuals, but at this point, it's not like bringing in friends money, you know, like, no, right. uh, And that there might be my take is slightly different. This is to me indicative of the death knell. Definitely. Like this is Netflix dying and saving, saving, you know, pennies here and there, like you're saying. Yes. But like, it's very clear that they're doing one of two things is they're either selling or holding back property to generate more money, i.e. selling it to someone else. Uh, which yeah. companies will selling it to a company that literally does the same thing as you do is yeah. like a thing that happens. And it also, it usually happens when they're like, we're selling all of the shit. So let's get our main properties getting earning for us as long as we can. Now it's either that or it's to manufacture anticipation. Again, I just, you know, new bring, bring back cook classic kind of idea, right. which is something that Netflix might be trying, which is, to me, uber like manipulative, and sure. it's something that I think that corporations do all the time with products. And uh, you know, when the the second that we're talking about digital uh, content, it's a lot different in our brains because we're like, that's not like a product, like a you know, like a Snickers bar, but right, it really yeah. is. It is to that. It is to a company, and I you have to remember it, that. Yeah, I wonder if it is because the the thing about Netflix was it was a great idea when it was the only thing because that would mean. That anytime a movie or TV show came out, they'd bring it to Netflix, right? And it would be one-stop shop. Right. And then everybody made their own streaming service. And now they're like, hey, Netflix, we're going to need those rights back because we're going to put it on ours. So I wouldn't be surprised if this shows up on Disney+, Plus, which owns Fox. Right. The Fox stuff. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if Disney was like, hey, Netflix, we're taking this. And you know what? 
we'll give you a few bucks and we'll take the, your the seasons as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, they that's shouldn't, exactly though. Right. It's not. Those seasons aren't worth much. I think yes. that's a very good possibility. I also yes. still yeah. do think Either that we're going to see things being taken off just for the anticipation of putting them back on. And I'm, right. I'm looking at you, Warner Brothers, and I'm looking at like shit like Batgirl. I literally, right, right. like that's how it's going to work. Either way, I would say it's the sign of a dying company, right? Like right. that's what you're saying too, which is like, if Netflix is either so conflicted and so at a loss that they're like, I don't know, take away shows so they'll miss them, or if they're yeah. selling them off, or if they don't want to pay residuals, it all points it to all... Netflix is struggling. It's struggling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a bad sign for Netflix. I, I'm kind of just hoping that it gets scooped up by another platform as soon as possible because so I can watch it. want yeah. to watch yeah. this show forever. Because it's one of the greatest shows of all time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I want people to keep discovering it and... Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. quoting yeah, it either and way. I, I want the show to live in the zeitgeist forever get well, physical right. media get it on yeah, blu-ray yeah if you like something get it on on blu-ray yeah. uh period mm -hmm. um all right uh final thing uh disney is apparently about to start slowing down same at story. least it's marvel stuff um there's been interviews and stuff about this where like uh there's only a few things coming out this year um that Ant-Man got terrible reviews. Uh, um, a shame. I'm sure yeah. audiences love it. But uh, I think they're starting to it's starting to not make the money it used to. That's what it that's what <laughs> appears at yep. least. Yeah, I, think that's I am right. very okay with it. Hopefully it gives room yeah. for theaters to release other stuff. Yeah, maybe uh, smaller budget. I, I'm movies. also worried about what this means for movie theaters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That part of it is a little scary because they That's count on these, too. but also they've been bad for a while. Yeah, they have. Mm -hmm. They they really kind of ran out of steam. I've also noticed uh you know, I've I've been pretty cynical about Marvel for a while, but I've Same. noticed yeah. that the reaction to this generally has been people going like, Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's you about know, time. like yeah. yeah, it's about time. We're all getting kind of sick of it. Um Yeah. And it's, you know, yeah, it's jumped the shark a little bit, and yeah, I'm I I'm I've been cynical about Marvel <laughs> forever too, and uh, the only thing, the only thing that gives me pause is hopefully this doesn't mean all movie theaters are going to go away now. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, but yeah, they just it hasn't been hidden for 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 a while. They still make what? crazy money, but yeah, yeah you're running out of ideas, Marvel, and we can all see. Yeah, it's it's the thing I said years ago about this, and we're now seeing it with this and DC, which is that if these companies don't allow their franchises to end in terms of the story, and fans support that, where they're like, yes, next thing, next thing, what you'll see is these really disappointing yeah, ends. The pendulum's going to swing, swing backwards. you know. Yeah, which is like them being quietly like, like DC, they're just like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> We're just ending it like it's a show getting canceled, right? Yeah. Where yeah. it's like it just stops. It reminds me, Abe, you play you you know how you play Minecraft and Valheim. Yeah, I've played those. It real. reminds me of I love those games. I love them, mm -hmm. but because they always are just adding new stuff, there's never like an ending. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just sort of stop playing, and yeah, then you get you what you want out of it, and yeah. then you pick it back yeah. up. That's. That is actually closer to my take, which I do agree with you on almost literally everything. But I do think that now Disney is 
they're they're pushing pennies, right? So they're all they're that's every company, but they are still monolithic and they still have Star Wars and they're worried about Star Wars as well. I definitely think it's been exacerbated by the fact that they the movies haven't been doing as well. Uh, yeah. But that's true globally about movies still. It's still down to, I think of like last year, it was like 65% of what was happening before the pandemic not kind of numbers. So they're sitting on so much money and now have the data that kind of implies some form of change in the, you know, kind of like the global how we consume movies. And they're kind of waiting it out. And I think... We're probably not giving enough credit to the concept of superhero fatigue. So I feel like they are running out of ideas because they're doing it the same way. And someone's smart enough to recognize that on in Disney and is being able to say, okay, what we're doing is not working. It's not fixing or offsetting the other problems that are that have been true for years that we can't fight the oncoming storm. So the way our strategy now is not working. So, but they're never going to run out of ideas. They own the catalog of Marvel and people love Marvel movies. So to me, they're still going to reboot this shit. I think they're just taking a beat and slowing it down and ending stuff so they can come back use a cost-saving action during this time, and gamble on creating more buzz for their movies later. I mean, we're, yeah. we're not done with superheroes here. This no. is not... It's not like Netflix where it's the death knell no, of the company. No, it's still too profitable. It's still too profitable. Yeah. Uh, but yes. I think Bob Iger in this article says, we want quality on the screen, but we have to look at what they cost us. He's literally yeah. doing the sunk cost analysis that we've been talking about. Right, which they finally have to do. And I, I think part of the issue personally is since the 2000s it's been this feeling of like it's like someone living job to job where it's like it's like okay it's like if you were like a professional heist thief and you had to just keep getting these big jobs Mm -hmm. but you don't have like a nine to five it's a weird analogy what i mean is that when you look at the highest grossing movies of the 90s (laughs) it's titanic jurassic park lion king independence day forrest gump sixth sense um, Men in Black, Armageddon, Terminator 2, Ghost, Aladdin, Toy Story, Twister, etc. They're all very different. Yes. And since the 2000s, it's been like, okay, we have Lord of the Rings. Okay, we have Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, we have Harry Potter. It's franchises. And then mm-hmm. the franchises die despite them wanting to stretch it out. You look at Pirates of the Caribbean. How did that end? With a fucking whimper as they kept like limping out movies until right. no one watched them. Yeah. Um, and so they, they keep just betting big on one thing until that thing fizzles out. And they're recognizing and, that doesn't work anymore. Yes. And it, I think it's making I this... I hope so. Or they're moving on to the next thing. Right. That's the thing is like, they'll probably just move on to the next thing that they'll drain. But as this has been happening, yes, the pandemic didn't make it good uh, or didn't help. But like people have been, I think, less and less enthusiastic in general about blockbusters because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, do you want to go see the new Harry Potter? And it's like, if you don't like Harry Potter, there's nothing else. Um, mm-hmm. And it just starts slowly getting, I think, people walking away. And it, and, and right. so it's like, yeah, they might find the next big thing, but it would be a lot better for them if they started to, you know, actually uh, make new movies yeah uh, there's here's here's the thing that gives me hope is that there's no no matter how much money any co- corporation can have no no matter how big disney gets 
You still need an Iron Man to create a Marvel Cinematic Universe. You need something good that people respond to in order to actually create something more than that. And like that's just something that's true about art and life and respond and like fandom. There's no replacement for it. And that's what's beautiful to me is that they're gonna they're hedging their bets and they're gonna like disappear a little bit and try new things because they're gonna yeah. hope that someone's gonna knock it out of the park like John Favre and then and in a, a moment they will create be able to create like an empire out of it. Uh, mm. Now they'll, you know, squeeze it to death, get all that sweet juice yeah. out of it. But uh, that's neither here nor there. We are now entering the phase of essentially Marvel trying to figure out what the next thing is. And they're going to try multiple different things. And I think that's good. Yeah, I am. I do feel scared for Marvel because Marvel famously like, you know, dealt with bankruptcy in the nineties. And the problem is, and it's the same with Lucasfilm. Like they're doing this thing now where they buy these companies and all the companies do is make Marvel films. Mm -hmm. Lucasfilm just makes Star Wars. And it's like, imagine that. Like imagine that idea of like, we just do this one, like we're Harry Potter Inc., you know? Mm -hmm. uh, we're Jurassic Park Inc. And at a certain point, if people are like, we don't want to watch your movies anymore, that's so many jobs. It, yeah, uh, yeah, that's absolutely the fallout. Yeah, it's just uh, it's bums it's me how out, Disney but. works, man. Take that up with corporate America, man. Right. <laughs> I will. Abe. Yeah. Good. Send a message. All right. Yeah, someone gonna has have to. to send someone. Someone's got to do it. Good you want to? Uh, you guys want to thank some more producers real quick? Yep. Let's do the All final right. volley of that whole thing. Big thank you to Norm from Cheers. Whoop. Thank you, Norm. Thank you to Pete for <laughs> Pagel. Oh. Thank you, Pete. Thank you to. Numino, Ultra Microscopic, Silico, Volcano, Coniosis, Anti Disestablishment, Terrianism, Jones. Woo! Thank you. Thank you to pre order TikTok superstar Jason Parge's new book, Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia. Pre orders are super important. Yep. Thank you to Rev MD. Yeah. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Ooh. Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Ooh. Thank you to Screaming Horse, New Year's Baby. Hype. Thank you to Snapper Car, Punches God in the Dick. Oh. Thank you to Steven. Steven. Thank you to the, the conveniently self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Thank you. Woo. Thank you. The Midnight Patreon. What patrons at midnight? Thank you. Thank you to the Oatmeal Savage. Thank you. Let's thank these seven bees. Thank you. Thank you to Tiger Drawers Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. TD. Let's thank To Be Baby New Year Says. Watch Rudger Howard's A Breed Apart. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. Tux. Thanks, Vincent. Vincent. Thanks, your mom. Thank you. Thanks, Zzz, because Pie Guy likes being last. He sure does. All right, producers. That's the end of you. Hey. And we're done. I got a question for you, Dave. What? What is do, the same? Do, do you have hey. a movie that deserves more hype? Hmm. No. I don't <gasps> know why you would do that weird bit really? in that voice. <gasps> really? It's weird, Abe. No. Or wait. <gasps> Maybe I do. Oh. Woo. Woo. Uh, you, this was a grand scene. <laughs> hype, hype, uh, hype, hype, hype. What you got listen, for us? This is uh, coming out on Shudder. Mm -hmm. uh, this is called Spoonful of Sugar. It comes out March 2nd. 
uh, which is soonish. This is um, described by Slash Film as uh, imagine Mary Poppins breakneck twisting into the darkness of orphan or hard candy. Fuck yeah. So that right away is an offer. It's about <laughs> a uh, it's about a nanny uh, for the at this house who uh, also is enjoying taking microdosing LSD. I think uh, she's giving micro. She's giving LSD to the parents. To the kid as well. Yeah, yeah, everybody. She's just and she's yeah. I think she's starting to dose the family. A and she sugar. starts trying to seduce or be seduced by the dad. It seems like, and so it's like a weird, like sexy thriller about this nanny just yeah. dosing a family. I think this um, is servant. Yeah, a I, bit. I like that her vials say LSD on them. Yes. Yes. Um, Not even hiding it. Some of the reviews have talked about how don't expect too much of like over the top LSD stuff, but it's <laughs> obviously in there. Damn. Um, it it sounds like like uh, it, it sounds like they're hiding something in the reviews. Mm. Right. Um, it seems someone, like they don't want to say something. Yeah. The immediate the quote the immediate red flags at the beginning of Spoonful of Sugar. Um, or sorry, there are immediate red flags at the beginning of Spoonful of Sugar because it tends to feel formulaic until it's very much not. For many unspeakable reasons, I'm struggling to keep hidden. Oh. So it sounds like a movie that's just fucking out of its mind at a mm -hmm. certain point, which as evidence from the trailer, what did you guys think of this? Yeah, I like the trailer. I, I, got, I wasn't surprised when I what I read in those reviews seemed to follow what I picked up from the trailer, <laughs> which... Um, you know, looks like a typical concept of like creepy babysitter that you let into your home. Mm -hmm. But there's yeah. something under the surface. It's clear that there is something else happening here. Uh, mm -hmm. And that could go either way, typically. But it seems like in the reviews that the critics uh, think it went a cool new way. That is exciting. Uh, yeah, because the formulaics that they're talking about are still like sexy thrillers, right. which are which are like incredibly watchables. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly so watchable. Fact, yeah. The fact that we're starting there and then they're like, and then it goes off the rails and it's mm -hmm. like more than a sexy thriller. Good God. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause some of those could be pretty predictable or paint by numbers, but uh, yeah, if you're taking people by surprise, uh, I want to see what you got for me. I want to see what you got. Yeah, exactly. There's one little detail that you yet to mention, which is that the uh, the kid in this is a bubble boy. He's a bubble boy. He's a little oh, bubble boy. Oh, he is a bubble, he, bubble boy. And he that, is a bubble boy. So yeah. here's the thing about th horror movies and thematic resonance with your setup. That is going to probably... Uh, bring up the idea of overprotection by the parents. Yeah. And what do you yeah. do in a horror movie, Dave? You take that and you fuck with it. Mm. I don't know, but I would put some good money on she's going to kill that kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think she might. I mean, I it seems like a very kill killable kid. kid. And I think the parents are going to end up killing her, but one of them is probably also going to get got. So it's going to be brutal because it's going to be a family falling apart yes. uh, due to this terrible Mary Poppins. Yes, I think it's a reverse Mary Poppins. I think she's <laughs> absolutely going to sleep with the dad. Maybe yeah, while sure. the kid accidentally dies in the background. Right. Um, yeah. That kid is probably going to die. It's it's going to go. It's going to blow up in a, uh, you know. 
a very fucked up way. So yeah, yeah if you like fucked up shit, a uh, spoonful <laughs> of sugar. And head over uh, to Shudder. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I love Shudder. Shudder. There was um there was like a th- something about because they're owned by AMC. There was a thing where AMC is like starting to cut cut costs. Yeah. And I'm just like, don't you fucking do it. No. Don't you do don't it. Don't you dare. No, keep Shudder not is, my boy. Yeah, Shudder is where to get find indie films right now. I know. Yes, yeah. they all have to be horror movies to be on Shudder, but still. That's yeah, that's, that's a lot of indie film. A- it's yeah. a great genre right now. We're big yeah. fans, at least uh, in this podcast. Yeah. 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 I honestly, I, whenever I look for movies that deserve more hype, I try to find non-horror indies, but they're like, they dominate the indies world. And yeah. So, yeah, they really do. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, everybody check this out. That's all I have to say about hype. it. Hype, 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 complete. We have completed right? the we hype. Did it. Yes, we did it. We did it. We hyped the shit out of this hour and a half here. We did. Thank Whoa. you guys so much for being on. That went fast. Um, yeah, thanks for yeah. having me. Of course, Bridget. Do you want to uh, tell the world anything again at the end here? Um. Yeah, you could. Uh, like I said at the beginning, uh, me and my co-host Sarah Griffin the self-proclaimed BS division of Small Beans uh, are, are churning out podcasts over there. And we'll let you know when they're out. If you follow me at Bridget tweets at twitter.com uh, for as long as that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the stuff I'm doing over there. If you give me a follow. Hell yeah. All right. yeah. And uh, do all the things that Bridget said. And you can find it at patreon.com slash small beans where I reside. I sleep. Yeah. I sleep in a little trash can that they have on mm-hmm. on uh, on on the in the foyer of Small Beans building, um, and you can find me on Twitter uh, at Abe the Mighty. Do it, Do uh, it. and I will plug patreoncom slash unemployed. G A M E F U L L Y unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts on there, like Tom and Jeff watch Batman. Fox Muller is a maniac. We also do Small Beans co-podcasts, uh, Spielboys, and Star Trek The Next Futurama. We watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. We also have a merch store, GamefullyUnemployed.com. We'll get you there. We have t-shirts and mugs and posters. Uh, wonderful, wonderful art on there. Check it out. And uh, that is all I have to say. Yeah, that's a sad. Yeah. All that's right, it. everybody, uh, wave goodbye. Bye. Bye. Quiet, quietly wave goodbye. Uh. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at, at thecorlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at, at Justin T. Brown. And find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.